The Drum Shuffle Podcast is back with new episodes. Check out Jamie Eads' conversations with fellow drummers on The Drum Shuffle, wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. Are you overpaying for brand new tires? Stop it. Teens Tires is the answer. Visit them online at facebook.com slash teenstires or teenstires.com. That's T-I-N-E-S tires.com. Or feel free to call them at 304-729-6114. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, the podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason episode one. I almost said offseason, but I didn't because the offseason is over. Now we're in the preseason. We're getting closer. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know politics elections you're not going to find that on the unreasonable doubt podcast page on facebook but find it hit the blue thumb follow the podcast there i mentioned all the social media accounts at the beginning of every episode specifically check out those social media accounts i'm giving away an amazon tv fire stick and 15 dollars in cash find out more on social media UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. As I mentioned, welcome to the preseason. As of last Friday, official practices are happening in Morgantown. How do I know that? Evidence of practices are shown on social media that I am consuming with excitement. That's all I have the report so far. <laughs> it's a quiet preseason. Quiet's not bad, I don't guess. No news is good news, right? No injuries. No injuries to report. One thing I can report, there's a golden blue debut. Because I think because blue and debut rhyme. Anyways, it's a preseason scrimmage, inter-scrimmage, Friday, October 11th, 7 p.m., Free admission to that game. Free parking. They're guaranteeing a Bob Huggins speech. So that's worth the admission. Check that out if you have the opportunity. No talk yet of the super secret scrimmage. Remember last year's super secret scrimmage? West Virginia played against Purdue. Somewhere in Ohio is my understanding. West Virginia, again, super secret. But the box score came out on that. West Virginia did well. Purdue was a really good team last year. That did not translate into (laughs) a good season for WVU, as we know. But if we catch wind of this super secret scrimmage for 2019, I'll let you know. But it's the preseason. We got more player profiles to burn through. Let's do two today. First, walk-on alert. Last year, we had two walk-ons, Logan Route 
Tavon Horton, Logan Rout back on scholarship on the team with WVU. Tavon Horton not on the team with another college somewhere in America. With apologies to Tavon, I don't remember. I think it's in the Midwest. This year's, <laughs> this year, the walk on is guard Spencer Mack, 5'11, guard from Kentucky. With love and respect to Spencer, hopefully we get to know Spencer's at the end of blowouts, right? Preferably blowouts where West Virginia's up big. That's where I want to see Spencer Mack. As you recall, last year, our walk-on, I'm not counting Logan. Tavon started a game last year. And what I'm saying is, with again, all the love and respect to Spencer Mack or Mackey. I don't even know. It's M-A-C-K-E. So maybe you pronounce the E at the end. Let's go with Mack. Let's go silent E. If we see Spencer starting a game in the 2019-2020 season, what that means is the season has gone off the rails. Again, with love and respect to Spencer. So hopefully we see him at the end of games. Next player profile, sophomore, West Virginia native, Brandon Knapper. He's a guard too. He averaged five points a game last year. Low percentage, field goal, good percentage free throws, eh, percentage from three, all right? There's a trend here with the guys that played last year. They all averaged about five points a game, <laughs> with the exception of Derek Culver. All the other freshmen average about five points a game. For Brandon, and again, I've talked about with all the guys returning, for the most part, I've talked about turnover issues, right? Everyone, for the most part, dealt with turnover, turnover, ta -ta? turnovers last year. The worst turnovers, the, the toughest to watch turnovers came from the hands of Brandon Knapper. Okay. I guess what I'm saying is, and I'm not I'm not speaking out of school here, okay. No one tries to give the ball to the other team as a strategy. Because why would you do that? It eliminates your possibility of scoring. So why would you say, here, I'm not doing anything with this. You're on the other team. Here have it. Nobody does that. However, if you got somebody who doesn't know the rules of basketball and had them watch Brandon, some of Brandon Knapper's turnovers last year, what I'm saying is a large percentage of those people would say, oh, that's an accident. A small percentage, I would think, some of those turnovers, somebody could say, why is he giving the ball to the other team? What's the rules of this basketball game you're showing me? And then I explain, you know, that was, that was an accident. But somebody could make that argument. Brandon ended the season with a negative assist turnover ratio, meaning he ended up averaging more turnovers per game than assists per game. And for a guard or for anybody, that's not very good. Now, on the positive, just like Emmett Matthews, Emmett Matthews had the one game, the Texas Tech game. Brandon Knapper 
he had his game too. It was the home game versus Oklahoma. Stat line, 25 points, only one turnover. Shot well from three that game. Clutch free throws as that game was just dragging on. It wouldn't end, but uh, Napper was making his free throws. And he won that game for West Virginia. He was the MVP of that game. So, you know, so you could, if I argue that M.M. Matthews, based on one game, has the potential to have a breakout year, you would think I would say the same thing about Brandon Napper, and yet I'm not feeling it. Okay. There's a lot of new guys in the guard position, and I think they're all gunning for Napper's minutes. He averaged about 15 minutes a game last year. I think that's in that's in jeopardy. Deuce is coming after his minutes. Taz is coming after his minutes. Sean McNeil coming after his minutes. For Brandon Napper to keep those 15 minutes a game in a backup role, and he's gonna he's gonna have to do this. And it and maybe you've heard this with other guys. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> Brandon Napper has to limit turnovers. He's got to shoot the ball better, okay? And he's got to guard better. He's one of our shorter guards, so he's got to be in front of guys. And if he doesn't, his minutes are going to drop. And so my prediction for Brandon Napper, I'll say this. Every positive thing that Napper brings to this team this season is is the whipped cream on top of the Sunday? okay? Unfortunately, he's not on my radar to make a jump this season. And like with most things where I have doubts about this team, Brandon Knapper, you'll never listen to this, but if you do, please prove me wrong. I would love that, and Mountaineer fans would love that. Random thoughts coming up. Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Two locations, Marmet, West Virginia, St. Albans, West Virginia. They're the home of the discount deal. There's new inventory every time you go into the store. Let me pose you a question. What if you take a discount deal and discount that? Ah, are you okay? I think I just created a black hole in the galaxy. Don't think about that too hard. From Friday, October 4th to Sunday, October 6th, Wugu is having a 50% off sale. By my math, that's half off. If something's priced at $100, you can get that for $50 this Friday through, through Sunday at Woody's Goodies. So come on down, Woody's Goodies, two locations, Marmette, St. Albans, both in West Virginia, both in the United States of America, both on planet Earth, and both in the solar system. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I told you the offseason's over, and that brings up a periodic segment on Unreasonable Doubt where I clean out the notebook. 25 offseason episodes and a secret bonus episode. And I take lots of notes in preparation for each podcast. Not everything makes the cut. So let's clean out the off-season notebook, shall we? Let's see here. Now, this is apropos for this week. I don't know if I used that word right. Horns down. 
gosh. I spent one of the off-season episodes talking about how horns down should not be a thing. Okay. Here's what I wrote in the in the in the notebook. Can the horns go up stadium wide to change the tide? And I apologize that that rhymes. I was thinking about it that I didn't talk about that in the offseason, but we're here in football season. Last week was a bye week for football. The next game this Saturday is a home game against Texas. And you know what that means. On social media, two full weeks of seeing horns down, okay? <laughs> Videos, pictures, audio. Horns down, huh? Oh, two weeks. It It's confirmed. The horns 100% of the time go down. I disagree with that. And it's a lot. Two weeks of that is a lot. Outside of those two weeks, anytime I see it, for me, it's a lot. And my concern, Texas is really good. Okay? They're a top 15 program in the country this year. West Virginia, not there yet this season. Texas is a 10.5-point favorite this week against WVU. My concern is all this horns down stuff. Texas is really good. They come into Morgantown. They win big. And in retaliation for all this horns down jive, they're going to try to win big, run up the score in Morgantown. And so my question is, uh, oh, and, you know, the Texas guys, they're going to put their horns uh, up, right? If they're doing really good in Morgantown, the, the players are going to put the horns up because they would argue that the horns always go up. It's not that complicated. Here's my question. If it's going bad, can the fans in unison switch the momentum of the game by everyone turning their horns uh, from down to up? And not because they want the horns to go up. It could be sarcastic, right? But if everybody does that together, will that help Texas slow down them running up the score and maybe even West Virginia gets back into the game? I don't know. I'm asking the question. I don't have the answer. What I do know is that the football coach, the most prepared man on the planet, football or not, Neil Brown, my guess for this football game is that he's probably going to have a horns up hand signal during the game. Again, he's five steps five steps ahead of everybody, so maybe some some reverse psychology on the field. Anyway, uh, unison horns up is my. <laughs> is my way of not getting blown out by Texas. The fans can help. It's by turning the horns away from down and move them up. Okay? All right, what else we got in the book here? Oh, okay. <laughs> Fly traps. Fly trap technology has really changed. Okay? When I was a kid... To catch a fly, you have the classic fly swatter. That's a, like a manual thing. It's not really catch. It's not a fly trap. You're just eliminating the fly. 
A trap would be like a bug zapper, which wasn't specific to flies. I guess it would kill flies, but that thing, very dangerous. Uh, or like fly paper, basically a piece of paper with glue on it that the fly would run into and, and get stuck on. Dude, it's 2019. And ladies, it's 2019. This technology has improved dramatically. It almost works too well. I got one of these space age fly traps. And when I say I got one, my wife did. <laughs> Put one in the backyard where there were uh, a gathering of flies. And let me just say, without going into graphic detail, it, it works too well. Okay. <laughs> uh, picture like there's like a bag underneath a funnel type thing. And uh, you put water in the bag to get the, the stuff that the fly wants. And then it gets into that liquid to eat it. And then it can't get out of the trap. And so that whatever that liquid is, it a fly can't turn it down. And so from there, the two, <laughs> the fly trap that works too well, then I start picturing uh, like fly historians, like a fly dressed up. Uh, like uh, John Hodgman, and uh, he's documenting the tragedies of fly traps. Like he's witnessing atrocities by these by these new fly traps. Then I'm picturing like flies having meetings in dark, smoky rooms, trying to figure out what they can do to combat this fly trap technology. Then I'm thinking about fly social media, how the flies are reacting to these traps. And and then my mind goes to remember Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, you know that guy. I'm butchering his name, but Jerry Seinfeld, he did an animated movie about bees that I didn't see. I think it was called Bee Movie. Could you make a serious movie about flies that goes into this stuff that doesn't involve Jeff Goldblum? I'm asking the question. I don't know, but. Fly trap, <laughs> fly. Tra I don't have that all in my notebook. I just have fly traps written down. <laughs> but uh, what I'm looking for in Hollywood, where there's less and less original ideas, and again, I'm kind of piggybacking off the the Jerry Seinfeld B movie and Pixar made a bug movie, and there's an ant movie. I'm saying it's time for a fly movie, okay? with fly historians and fly meetings in, in dark, smoky rooms. <laughs> so stupid. All right, what else is in the notebook? Uh, I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, here. Uh, this is a quick one. Impossible Whopper. Have you had the Impossible Whopper? It's a plant protein Whopper. That's made to taste like, like cow. It's got less cholesterol aimed at, I guess, uh, somebody with a vegan lifestyle. I've had more than one Impossible Whopper. Not bad. It tastes like a Whopper. That's all I got on the Impossible Whopper. I love the name. Impossible Whopper. Final thoughts coming up. 
Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Are you planning an event? Maybe it's a pieing contest. Maybe it's a tractor pull. Maybe it's a LARP event. LARP stands for live action role playing. <laughs> Maybe it's a beauty contest. Maybe it's a hot dog eating challenge. Maybe it's a pumpkin catapult event. I'm sure it's got a different name than that. Maybe it's a running of the bulls. Does your event need a banner, t-shirts, bags, logos, or anything else in that in that universe? Let Dyer Prime help you make your event look good and be a success. Call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen, you may not know this about me. You probably know if you've listened to a few episodes of this podcast. I've lived a sheltered life. Okay? I can be naive at times. I haven't seen Ghostbusters. You know? I don't know what that has to do with being naive and living a sheltered life. Anyways, they had a deal at the local grocery store for Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Are you familiar with Haagen-Dazs? It's uh, it's sold as premium ice cream. And you can't get it in the big carton. You only get it in the little carton. The pint, I believe. It looks really fancy. It looks like a it looks like a premium product, okay? My question to you is with Haagen-Dazs, do you what do you know about the origins of Haagen-Dazs? I didn't know much because I brought it home. Family's enjoying it. My wife asked, uh, what is Haagen-Dazs translated into English? And I, uh, I was, I was like, I don't know. And matter of fact, I don't know that much about Haagen-Dazs. I'm assuming by the name, it's like a Dutch company. So they obviously make the ice cream in Holland. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's good. It's, it's premium. Okay. I don't know anything about Haagen-Dazs. Are you sitting down? I'm telling you all that to say, are you sitting down? Cause I'm about to, it blew my mind. Hopefully I'm not blowing your mind. Haagen-Dazs. Not, <laughs> not a European company. Haagen-Dazs was founded in Brooklyn, New York. I'm reading from the the greatest reference authority, Wikipedia, on Haagen-Dazs. The founder invented the phrase Haagen-Dazs in a quest for a brand name that was purportedly Danish-sounding. So do I get points for thinking it's European? I mean, it's not. It's not... <laughs> Uh, Holland's not Denmark. They're, they're not that far apart. Anyway, reading from Wikipedia. The term haagen actually does not exist in the Danish or any other known language. <laughs> it's made up. 
Danish, the Danish language doesn't have that umlaut a that you find in in Hagen. Okay, nor the d a z s. There's no z s combination <laughs> in the Danish language. Okay, more from Wikipedia. The founder's daughter said that the founders sat at the kitchen table for hours saying nonsensical words until he came up with a combination he liked. What? My expectation when I was doing my haagen research was to obviously find the translation to English of what haagen is. And I was going to think like Heavenly Dairy. Honey, that's Dutch for heavenly dairy. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's pure gibberish that somebody spent hours trying to come up with. Now, if I, of all the things that I could listen to, and I listen to music, I listen to podcasts, if I could, li- if there's a lost tape of the founder of Hagen Doss spending time saying, making up words, gibberish words, writing down what he liked <laughs> and what he didn't, parring that list down. I would listen to all that and coming up with, you know what? Uh, of all that gibberish I just said, haagen rolls off the tongue. I would buy that ice cream. I've got a great par- product. I don't know what to name it. Let the gibberish begin. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. So when when somebody asks you, what does haagen mean in English? You say, haagen Because they're made up words. And it's an American company. Okay? That's your lesson for the day. haagen Founded in Brooklyn. I'm amused easily, maybe. But that's 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 words to grow on, okay? That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public. You could listen on a platform called CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Rate it five stars wherever you listen. Leave a review wherever you listen. Haven't got a a review in a while. Not that I'm looking at that more than I should. But somebody leave a review. I'm asking politely like I do every week. I appreciate that ahead of you doing it. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season is 0-0.